So Scotty, you know, most people, when they start a software company, they think about, you know, setting up a repository, you know, maybe actually, you know, thinking about what they want to do, writing some code, but you, you've gotten to the important parts. You have stickers and business cards. Is that right? John, yeah, it, it's, yeah, we were speaking about this new business, this new dev shop stroke agency boutique sort of little thing that I'm looking at setting up uh, a couple of weeks ago now and you asked me a whole bunch of questions to which the answer was um, yeah good question haven't thought about that yet yeah good question I think that was my stock answer wasn't it I was like a politician um, yeah would not be a, would not be drawn into a specific answer uh, and here we are now about two three weeks later and um Ready to go to Dub Dub in a few days' time. I think uh, Dub Dub's about six days away as we're recording, and um, you know, I, I, a lot of those questions are still not answered. But I think we have the important stuff sorted. Yes, I, I have business cards and um, and stickers, and I think any company that has business cards and stickers is to be respected, <laughs> okay. and um, it is well established. <laughs> no, I think you're actually right, but. <laughs> At least let's put it this way, you know, the stickers will definitely go on the, the swag wall of stickers that my, my son maintains. <laughs> Many of which companies are still in business. Well, that's the point. I think I think um, I think we should do some uh, analysis and uh, say of all of the new um, iOS or Mac or, or, or so, something to do with the bit of the industry we work in, companies that launch, uh, what is the success rate uh, for, in comparison to the companies that make stickers compared to those that don't? Um, I think that will be a report that at least three people will be interested in um, <laughs> worth someone doing it. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's um, yeah. in all seriousness, uh, I have business card stickers. The whole thing of business cards... Um, I had a little bit of a chat online with a few people about this uh, about a week ago, and I mentioned some business cards. And you know, it it does feel really weird using business cards. But, you know, in, in 2017, it feels like you know handing around small pieces of paper is a is a point of identification. Um, it, it, it just it's so old school. Uh, however, it really is um, still a very much a done thing, um, and it's still. Uh, uh, a good way of helping people to remember who you were at another time, but equally, a bit like uh, applications and, and stuff like that. Your your business card, you know, it, how much effort and work and expense you put into your business card is is um, you know I put more hours into thinking about that than anything in a long time because it's like you know, if you just give someone uh, some crappy thing you printed on a sticker, uh, you know, at home. Um, then it goes in their pocket, it goes in their in their wallet, and then they get home and you empty your wallet of um, you know all that crap that you've picked up at, at the conference, and it goes straight into the trash can. It's um, normally happens, but in some ways, I, this is maybe this is just me, and maybe I'm being. You know, maybe I'm just stupid, but if I've been around like a conference and I've got, you know, three or four business cards in my wallet and I come home uh, and I do that empty out and one of those business cards is really nice. It's been nicely designed. It's on good quality paper. Um, someone has obviously put some effort and some time and some thought into it. Um, it's obviously cost them some money to have made as opposed to, you know, the cheapest possible option. 
uh, I treat that as something. Yeah, I find that hard just to throw in the bin. And so what I'll often do is 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 just that'll just sit on my desk, you know, because I don't want to put it in the room. And more than once in the, you know, I'm not saying it happens every single time, um, you know, but you know, more than once, you know, a year down the line or six months down the line, something's come up. Well, I thought, no, 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 minutes. I know, oh, a minute, there's a business card on my desk. <laughs> um, and I've got in touch and done some business with that person. Um, and, you know, that, that may be, you know, happen quite rarely. But if, if you're distributing... 500 business cards you know you don't you only need that to happen with one person and you know those business cards have paid for themselves and done the job that they were supposed to do because you're not expecting like a 100% return of business on a business card so uh getting that balance right because you can you can spend a fortune on these things I mean some of the printing processes and types of paper and the inks that uh, some of these companies will take you through you could you could be spending five bucks a card <laughs> which is like you know, I mean, ridiculous. I don't know. I guess if you're doing that, you don't really need anybody's business because if you could afford <laughs> you know, to spend five five bucks on a business card per business card, then you don't really need any more money, do you? No. Um, yeah, but finding that balance. And just just so that we don't totally make this a, a, another completely irrelevant section of the show, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> it's, it's, I think, some of the decisions about what is enough... Uh, you know how good, uh, how much design, how much quality uh, is enough to make it do its job, but but not be wasteful, is also something that we have to um, do with our applications. And I've just been sort of joking at the the five dollar business card um, that really has no use. But I think you know we we lots of people when especially when they're producing their side project app. Um, you know, are, are trying to produce a five dollar, the, the the app equivalent of a five dollar business card. It is you know the finest paper, the finest inks. You know, it, it's been handcrafted by uh, uh, very rare animals or something. Um, so, you know, whereas actually it's about finding the balance of what's what says enough about you and what is good enough that people will give you attention uh, at a reasonable price and point. And those are those are important decisions for releasing apps. And I think the the community we work in often you know we find we're at two extremes people either just chuck things out the door and they don't really give a give a shit and you know that's the printed at home on the cheapest paper type of business card and that has some value but very little um or we swing right the other way and we're trying to produce the five dollar business card type of type of app and um i think you know finding that place in the middle is 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 quite an important it's not maybe not even individual skill, but a, 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 a place of balance that we need to find is a community. Indeed. Well, gosh, I can't claim uh, to have done anything nearly as important as getting business cards done, but I did have some fun this afternoon. Can I tell you about it? John, we always love to hear about you having fun. Okay. So, uh, yeah, once or twice, uh, I think once a quarter, uh, we do these things called progressive demos where, you know, basically you have a cart of of, of pleasant snacks which go to different uh, areas of, of different buildings and people demo what they're working on. So, you know, you have mobile design team working on something and, you know, 10 foot UI, you know, the people that make the, the TV UI working on something and, and all the different departments in the engineering and design organization and they show off stuff they're working on. So I got to proudly show off something I've been working on. Um, uh, and 
one of the aspects of something we were working on uses haptic feedback and uh it actually i i really think it adds tremendous value in the way that it's used and uh there was a guy who was using it and you know when you've been working on something and you know you kind of forget it you you are unable to remember the well you you might not be aware of the immediate joy the first time you experience it and it was very nice for us to be able to see somebody's you know joy on their face from from using it and just as it was happening and the, the guy happens to be german and for whatever reason instead of saying haptic feedback i said it has you know uh, pleasure jolt technology into it and everybody burst laughing <laughs> and I, I i i haven't i haven't started to, there, what there are certain very dodgy shops in back streets that sell things with pleasure jolt technology <laughs> i know and i was telling people about it it's like did you really say that it's like yes i did and then i figured that since he was german there must be like a 17 syllable word <laughs> Which describes uh, the the pleasure of having a, a jolt while using a piece of software on a mobile device, Nugent. Something. We we need uh, we we have many German listener. Um, we have many uh, German yeah. listener. I'm sure there's one there somewhere. Uh, if you have a, a an appropriate German word for um, pleasure jolt uh, type feedback, um, we would love to hear it because we can we can use it somewhere. I am sure. <laughs> Indeed. Well, speaking of many one listener, German or otherwise, uh, we got some uh, we got some software in the email, didn't we? And are you going to tell us about it, Mister the Scotty? I am. Uh, Jeff Jeff Hatworth sent us a link a couple of weeks ago now. Um, and uh, in fairness, we didn't get round to to looking at it straight away, and uh, uh, it hadn't launched. But he's he's launched a, a little bit of software called XC Launcher, um, and uh, he very kindly sent us a, a couple of um, um, what are they App called? Store license codes. That's the ones. Thank you very much. Yeah, just a total blank there. Um, because of course we're both far too tight to spend the two pound ninety nine, or I have, I'm not sure what it is in the US store. I imagine if it's two ninety nine, that's going to be what four dollars, something like $5? that. Dollars, depends, something like depends that. Depends on anyway. the day and what yeah, Theresa May has said or, or not said. So yeah, there we are. And uh, what's going on? Uh, and what I love about this app when I when I first came to uh, the Mac back in the mid two thousands, um, you know, one of the one of the mantras about Mac applications, which I'm sure, sure is still true, but you hear a little less said these days, is do one thing and do it well. Um, so this is a little utility that basically allows you to uh, open Xcode with a specific project from your menu bar. Uh, and if you're in, you know, you're in Xcode and uh, you normally go to... Um, uh, file and open recent it lists a whole bunch of stuff other than just the project files it lists it recent files you've opened because you may want that stuff that's very useful so basically what xc launcher does is in your menu bar it gives you that list but only the project files um, plus anything that you configure to put in there so there might be stuff you're going to put there so if you work um but maybe this is the case for you, John, because uh, he did say in his email this may not be very useful for you. If you work on one Xcode project your entire day um, or your entire life, this app is probably not very useful to you. 
Um, if you work on a whole bunch of different projects and have a whole bunch of side projects and a couple of client projects and all the rest, um, it, it sounds really silly, but just that that's taking away just that tiny, tiny little pain point. It's not like it's not like this is a massive grief in my life or or, or something I sweat over or even moaned about that much. But just being able to just pop up to the menu bar, have the list of the projects I'm working on drop down and click the one I want and Xcode is there and, and all there. It just makes my day a little bit more pleasant. And if you're more pleasant, the world is a better place. Exactly. So, um, you know, and I love little utilities like this. And, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it, it's worth the, the uh, £2.99, the four bucks, the five bucks. I'm sorry, I don't know what the, the dollar price is in there. You know, it's, it's that's a cup of coffee. I would, you know, you go out and you buy a cup of coffee in there. Um, and in some ways, I think, you know, it, it should cost more. But, you know, in, in the app economy we're in, you know, I, I suspect a lot of people say two ninety nine for an app that does one thing. That's that's just a rip off these days. I expect it to do twenty seven million things for two pound ninety nine. That's you know, and why isn't it free? I'm sure they get no. asked as well. Um, but um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to, to Jeff. We'll put a link in the show notes to the app. Um, and if you are the type of person who just loves little things that just just take tiny, you know, it's like. It's like the finishing touches. You're just taking the slight little rough edge off something or whatever else. It's you know, it's not a utility that's going to change your life, but it's a utility that just makes your life a little bit uh, nicer. Um, so, uh, well done, Jeff, for, for putting this out. Um, uh, big shout out. And uh, I, for one, am a happy user. Well, I have to say one other thing about it. You remember the movie Boogie Nights? Did you ever see that? Oh, I do the name rings a bell but i can't yeah well, no, anyway, john enlighten, enlighten us well it was about the porn porn industry in 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 the san fernando valley i guess you know uh and uh the, the lead character when he came up with his porn name is dirk diggler which became you know it's like the perfect porn name i have to say that jeff hackworth is is the perfect developer name i mean just uh, you should be able to buy any product that somebody with that name has so that's very true. That's true. It is a. It's like he was born for this job. Indeed. There All right. It's. Uh, uh, are you going to manage to get porn into every segment of this show? I've managed to insert porn lots of different ways. <laughs> okay. So uh, right next week, John. Uh, WWDC. So a whole bunch of things going on in San Jose, which I think is really great that uh, maybe not every party or whatever from San Francisco has moved to San Jose, but a, a number of the headline parties and things like that and events that go around it have done. And obviously the conferences with AltConf and uh, CocaConf next door and Layers, um, which is really cool. Uh, I think there's enough to enough has moved to make it... Um, uh, feel like the conference is the same conference, but in a new city. But equally, there's opportunity for a whole bunch of new stuff to go on there. Uh, and of course, well, we let's do the plug right now. I mean, you are one of those major dub dub events with with James Dempsey in the Breakpoint. So just give us give, give us your weekly shout out. A weekly shout out. Don't forget to mark your calendars. Anybody who's in the Northern Hemisphere should be showing up Wednesday, June 7th at 7 o'clock at the San Jose Civic National Auditorium because James Dempsey and the Breakpoints, of which I am a member and a permanent breakpoint, no longer a conditional breakpoint am I. And I'll be playing drums, playing my heart out because we are doing a fundraiser for App Camp for Girls, which I think is just a lovely, lovely organization that does just like it says on the tin. They allow young 
young girls uh, to be able to go to camp and learn how to, to write software. Um, and it's uh, it's sponsored by Capital One, which is great because the, that allows the expenses to be covered. And every dollar that we come in from ticket sales and donations goes directly to that. James Dempsey, I think most people already know who he is, but for, for newcomers there, he's an ex-Apple engineer who gave great presentations at WWDC. And people would love to go to his shows because whatever it was he was talking about it, he would compose an original fun song, uh, kind of in the style of schoolhouse rock. Um, and so if you ever imagine that you could sway gently to to songs about the model view controller design pattern. This is your dream come true. Um, so please show up. Bring fifty thousand of your closest friends. Have them spend money, and let's raise lots of money for App Camp for Girls. Well done, John. And uh, another event that's raising money for App Camp for Girls. They're doing well this year. Quite rightly so. Quite rightly so. Mm. Um, is now, it feels like forever ago that there was this uh, announcement that um, I can't, I have to be honest, I'm not sure who it even was. We're making a documentary about app development uh, invo- uh, involving some of the um, uh, better known people in our industry, people like Brent Simmons, uh, you know, a, a reflection of looking at how app development works. Um, and they were making a, a documentary movie um, called App, uh, The Human Story. Um, uh, around it, and um, it's uh, it's apparently ready. Which I guess I guess making we forget making um, uh, movies documentaries is quite a long job, just like app development is. It doesn't happen overnight, so I, I guess it shouldn't be surprised. It's taken quite a long time, uh, but anyway, it's getting a screening uh, on the Sunday night just before uh, WWDC um, at uh, uh, a theatre near. There, I can't remember the name of the theatre, um, and it's going to be. I'm not sure if this is this the world premiere or it's an early screening. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Anyway, it's raising money for App Camp for Girls. It's 25 bucks for a ticket, um, which isn't really that much more than you normally pay to go to a movie. I mean, it's you know t- 10 bucks more or something, but it doesn't matter. It's going to a good cause. Um, you get used to it. So uh, I, I've got my ticket to go for there. Um, it's being. In organized, I think it's actually in the same place that AltConf is. I can't remember. Anyway, I'll put a link in the show notes to where the tickets you can get the tickets are. Um, there is an app going. So if you're looking for something to do on the Sunday night, um, you know there are a number of parties on the Sunday night, but it's probably not good to hit a party at five five p.m. You probably want to you know go to a movie, go to the the panel that's afterwards. That all wraps up at eight p.m. Then you can go to a party for a couple of hours and then be nicely tucked up in bed for for ten p.m. Getting ready for you know ready for the next day so um we'll put a link there but i'm definitely gonna go along to that i'm interested to see um how that's come out uh particularly as it's quite hard to make a documentary about an industry that i think has changed quite a lot in the last two or three years um yeah maybe not what we actually do physically on the screen and with our keyboards and, and whatever else but um how people fit into it and some of the uh the ways the industry are i think is if we were to go back to where we were two or three years ago we'd be quite surprised at some of the shifts that have gone on a little bit um so i'm quite interested to see what it's picked up with that and not picked up with that or maybe it has nothing to do with that at all i'm interested to see what they've even focused on but there we are so if you're in town uh, go along to that as well, and I might see you there. As you may see me at the well, you will see me at the breakpoints as well. Yeah, what do you mean? Are you, as we no, no, might, Scotty. It's, it's, John, John, Scotty. John, 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 Scotty. John, John, John. When I said they may see me there, is because not everybody who goes there will see me. It didn't. That didn't mean that, because there could be such that, crowds. Yeah, that, I mean, in, in a crowd of twenty five thousand people, 
Not everybody can guarantee mm. to see me. Okay. Yeah, I will. De- I will definitely All be right. there. John. Well, th- Don't worry. Somebody has to carry your drumsticks. That's true. And for whoever buys a VIP ticket, and VIP tickets are available, and it's really cool. You get unlimited drinks, and I can guarantee you that anybody who buys a VIP ticket, I will arrange that they can have their picture taken with you. With me. That's good. Uh, I've bought a mm. VIP ticket. Can you organize for me to have a picture taken with me? Yes. <laughs> it's called a selfie, Scotty. No, oh, okay, there we are. That's, I didn't get my value for my VIP ticket, did I? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no that's the, yet one of the many disadvantages of being scotty <laughs> uh, there we are i didn't realize that i was the vip there we go um right so anyway getting back to some seriousness so on uh on wednesday no wednesday <laughs> on next monday it is wednesday today for me tuesday for you uh but next monday <laughs> dub dub 2017 um we're likely to get uh a a, a new beta version of ios and we're going to get uh, probably a new beta version of xcode and uh, this is just based on all on the past obviously and uh, a whole bunch of new frameworks or libraries or extensions to those um uh, coming out the door and every single one of us will be put in a position of deciding what to adopt and when to adopt it um now, I seem to remember in a conversation last week, John, that you were um, uh, you, you mentioned that the Netflix app, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is now has a minimum requirement of iOS 9. Is that correct? So does that mean that you know Netflix work on the, the policy, the sort of Apple recommended policy, I believe it was anyway, of, of, of current major version plus previous major version as being the supported platforms? Uh, yes, I, you know, we, we, because we have a, a pretty good installed base, um, and, uh, we try to, to allow everybody to use the service that, that possibly reasonably can and, and not impede us from, from being able to adopt new technologies. That's what we do. Um, there were some things about iOS nine that, uh, fixes bugs that, that we just couldn't get fixed, uh, in iOS eight. So. Well, I shouldn't say bugs. They're, they're basically there were APIs that, that certainly weren't available, and that we just we couldn't, you know. And then other things that we've been wanting to for a long time. Stack stack views are one of them. Yeah, so there's that balance, isn't there, between um, you know, especially for a company like Netflix, you you want the whole world to be able to use your app, and if the whole world is still on iOS five, I'm guessing Netflix would be doing its uttermost to. Yeah, support iOS five, but it's it's that balance, isn't there, about yeah, your your engineering requirements, the company's business requirements, the user base. Um, I was on a. Um, I think at least one of the good things about iOS uh, compared to something like Android is that the user, you know, users do tend to um, upgrade their the, the the operating system at a rate that is unusual for anything else, which gives us that flexibility. But it is always, you know, this this time of year as a developer, it's always um, uh, you know, difficult to know what you can and can't use. And, and you know, you see all this, yeah, there's always these conversations, isn't there? You know, there's all this really sexy stuff comes up in, in Xcode that you can now do ABC and all the developers saying, yeah, it's going to be great when I get to use it in two years' time. <laughs> Uh, so it's uh, it's it's in, in listening to those debates is, is quite interesting. Um, um, but this is where one of the things like Xcode, um, 
you know, <laughs> this is, I wonder why it's done this way. And I'm sure there are good technical reasons and maybe it is just to encourage development, but like sometimes, you know, the, the fact that Xcode is often tied to certain OS releases. And I know you can do sort of hacks of dragging SDKs inside the bundle and all this sort of stuff to, to make it work with other versions of the SDK and whatever. But you, you sometimes wonder, um, you know, could Xcode support, give you some of the Xcode, new Xcode features while supporting some of the older SDKs? Not necessarily that old. Um and it's going to be interesting because obviously there's the announcement now that X, you know, whatever they call Xcode, I'm assuming it's going to be Xcode nine, um, you know, is going to support Swift four and Swift three. Um, so, you know, th- th- we're moving into this position of supporting multiple things, but this this whole adoption thing. So it's a uh, uh, it is an interesting question. I mean, we were having a discussion uh, with something I'm working on just the other day um, about whether we're going to jump straight to Xcode. Um, I'm going to keep calling it nine. Um, and yeah, I, I'm always a yeah. I, I guess the thing for me is if if you can use Xcode, the next version of Xcode, and it maintains the same uh, project format or storyboard format and all that. In other words. If I open a project in Xcode 9, could I then go back and open it again in Xcode 8 if I need to? Um, then I'm pretty much straight in there straight away with it. If, if it. if it makes changes to the project, which makes it means that I can't go back to, to Xcode 8, then I would not use it immediately on production code, but I would probably use it on anything that I was just starting with because by time I'm going to ship it um, or put it at the door, you, you're hoping Xcode has sorted itself out. Um well, there's there's a new feature for XC Launcher. You know, it can determine which is the optimum version of Xcode to open for a given project. There we are, John. You are you are a product management genius. Mm. So it's a well, anybody can come up with pleasure jolt. Yeah. No, yeah. So is there is there something in Xcode, John, that you would love to see? Something that something that just you know you would say if Xcode would just do this for me, then that would be fantastic. If it would stop pegging the CPU that would be a great new feature and and i'm not being facetious there are things that it will do where where you know the, the i honestly don't know what it's doing it could be indexing it could be processing uh symbols when you attach a new device and i do tend to attach a lot of new devices especially when it comes time to give demos and i want to build onto the device um, but even even things where uh it just will open up a storyboard or a zip file and it will just just go to town and just be inoperable practically um and yeah but i, I mean that, that that's the, i mean it, the thing about it is is like yeah it's a complaint but i think compared to other ids that i could be using uh, uh like intellij which i sometimes have to use and, and that i find just very very unwieldy and ugly um but it, it, it it's not an enormous complaint it's not a deal breaker i have to say i've been pretty happy with xcode for 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 some time now yeah, it's funny, is it? Because I mean, obviously, the the IntelliJ IDE is the basis of a whole bunch of other IDEs as well. Because I think App Code is based on the IntelliJ IDE, and I know some uh, iOS developers use App Code. Uh, they're all from JetBrains, aren't they? And then there's the web one, which I think is called WebStorm, and a Ruby one called RubyMine. Um, and so it's all a common multi-platform code base, I believe, probably written in Java, um, using Java UI frameworks. Um, and yeah, I do find them a little bit unwieldy and a bit, a little bit, um, 
ugly, shall we say. I don't think I'm being unfair. However, the code editor in those products is amazing. Um, and I think, to me, that's where I would like to see improvements in Xcode. I think, as a code editor, it is uh, a little bit of a second-class citizen. Um, and I think there's a whole bunch of... And I'm not even talking about a lot, you know, the sort of really complex stuff like refactoring that a lot of people want. Um, and I totally get that. Refactoring is a, is a very cool thing to be able to put in your editor. But just certain sort of actions of be able to take my hand off the keyboard less, um, just for it to be able to maintain its syntax highlighting without it going away all the time would be cool. Um, uh, in Swift, anyway, I'm not sure how it's working in C, but I think I think there's, it could do with a little bit of love. And it's not it's not a bad editor or a slow editor by any way, but it just it doesn't feel like it's um, a first class citizen in that point of view. And uh, I would love to see. Um, the, the editor gets some love. But the thing is, the editor doesn't make a sexy demo. Um, it, you can't drag and drop this and have your app in seven seconds. You know, saying if you now use these keystrokes, you can highlight this code in your editor automatically. You know, isn't cool, isn't cool tech, is it? So um, as far as uh, keynotes and things like that are concerned, but uh, when you start using it every day, it's, uh, it's, it's those things that make a difference. So yeah, for me, I'd like to see Xcode editor love. But... Uh, Okay, now it's time for me to admit something. Can I admit something? You could admit. Well, uh, is is it is it um, family appropriate? No, no. no yes, <laughs> yes. So uh, you know, I, I I over I will admit to over the years developing a kind of a nice groove, and so when it's come time to debug something, I you know I know just enough GD, just enough GDB commands to be able to be slightly dangerous. And of course, one thing that you use all the time is PO print object, so you can you know. It, you know, see what's going on in, 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 in with the class where you are when when you've broken in the debugger, and it can be a little bit of a pain in the butt to do it if your app also is is you know has produced lots of log files because you might be running and it's 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 logging it's doing its thing and then when it comes time to actually to to, to do it you have to scroll down to to, to get where you are, and uh, I just do it because I'm used to doing it that way having neglected the fact that I think for some now time time now if you look at the the kind of the the graphical part of it you can expand the tree and you can see self and then from there you can kind of any object that that is kind of any property directly on the class you can get to and, and it's quite nice so i was you know uh, working with somebody and they're like going what are you doing i was like i'm, I'm using the debugger it's like why are you why are you typing and they were looking at me it's like you know are you are you going to you know scratch vinyl records as well while you're debugging and i and i you know, and uh, but but in some cases there are things that are faster, and it, it that's that's a kind of a weird thing in that some things are 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 easier and faster to do. I think in the command line, and, and some things are are easier and faster to do in, in graphical tools. And I think the sign of a really good piece of software is can you do things with equal fluidity? Um, and part of it, I guess, is is the operator. Part of it is the software as well. Totally agree. I use both parts of the debugger there. Um, in fact, I've got two or three different development machines I'm working on for different things at the moment. Uh, in fact, maybe someone can help me here. Um, I, if I had a breakpoint in, in a project, this is on one of my uh, machines. It was running the latest Xcode, and it was on the latest version of Mac OS. Um, and if I put a breakpoint in, in, in a machine and I, and I stopped at a, at a class or a struct or anything like that, um, and I looked in the graphical side of that debugger, it, the object, any string, no matter what it was, would appear as a date. 
regardless of its content. If I if it, if in the uh, text side of the debugger I PO'd that string or PO'd that object, I would get the correct content. You know the class, you know what whatever was supposed to be in that string. But in the graphical side, um, it would always be a date, not always the same date. A random. It seemed like a random date all over the place, and. I've had this for a number of weeks on this machine. And I've uninstalled Xcode and reinstalled Xcode. I've blatted every, uh, after doing web research, I've blatted every known plist, user default file, um, you know, library file, whatever, after uninstalling Xcode before reinstalling Xcode to, to try and um, uh, make that work. And nothing, nothing made it work until the point that yesterday I actually just... Fortunately, this is just a machine that's only used for this, so it wasn't a big deal. I absolutely just wiped the whole disk, reinstalled OS X and reinstalled Xcode to make the problem go away. Um, if anyone else has come across that and knows what the solution I should have done was in case I get it again, but that was incredibly frustrating um, in there. Now, if it hadn't been for the fact you can PO stuff, it would have been unworkable for the last uh, three weeks, but yeah. There we are. It's you. If I if I hadn't known the old PO skills, I mean PO is the very beginning of those skills. But let's yeah, let's start there. Uh, then then I would have been screwed. But uh, so using both and having both technologies available to you is important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, talking of important, John, it's important that our uh, our listeners can get in touch with us and and tell us wonderful things. Um, so if they want to tell you something. Where should they do it? Well, if it's something terrible, uh, you can reach me as MacDevNet on Twitter. If it's something delightful, <laughs> you can reach me as Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And for me, if you want to throw me insults, if you want to call me really horrible names and, and just really uh, vent at me, then uh, obviously I am Djembe on Twitter, <laughs> DJEMB, just like the West African drum. And if you want to show love, if you want to say uh, good things and nice things or even send cash, then you should, <laughs> you should get in touch with MacDevNet. <laughs> on Twitter. If you'd like to purchase one of Mac Devnet's new fancy $5 business card, send $20 via square cash to Jembe. I'm going to have to at some point just get some $5 business cards just to uh, uh, just just to say I did it, just to say I was that stupid. And of course, if you want to send something to both of us, you could always use good old-fashioned email by sending it to feedback at iDeveloper.com. So, John, next week we will be um, at least in the same state and uh, most of the time in the same city. So it's going to be exciting stuff. And we may uh, we may actually succeed in recording an episode. We normally fail miserably when we're together to record anything. Um, but uh, we, we, we'll, we'll, we won't make any promises, but maybe we'll have a go. All right. Well, that gives me something to live for. Well, there we are. Thanks, thanks for listening, everyone. I'm glad you all. I'm, I'm sure you're all very pleased to know that John's life is safe for another week. <laughs> so, there will be rejoicing and celebration in the streets of San Jose. Uh, thanks for listening, and till next time, <laughs> you take care.
Oh, 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 oh,